So we can begin by taking out our papers with the uh, metta recital. Now, as we read this, it's important not to just read it in a rote or kind of mindless way, but rather reflecting on each and every sentence as we are saying it, letting the meanings and the reasons for the um, discourse be in our minds so that we can take those reflections into our meditation. May all beings be happy and secure. May all beings have happy minds. Whatever living beings there may be, without exception, weak or strong, long, large, medium, short, subtle or gross, visible or invisible, living near or far, born or coming to birth, may all beings have happy minds. Let no one deceive another nor despise anyone anywhere, neither from anger nor ill will, should anyone wish harm to another, as a mother would risk her own life to protect her only child, even so towards all living beings, one should cultivate a boundless heart, one should cultivate for all the world a heart of boundless loving friendliness, above, below, and all around, unobstructed, without hatred or resentment, whether standing, walking, or sitting, lying down whenever awake, one should develop this mindfulness. This is called divinely dwelling here, not falling into erroneous views, but virtuous and endowed with vision, removing desire for sensual pleasures. One comes never again to birth in the womb. So keeping these words and stanzas in mind, we can begin by first bringing our mindfulness to the body, to ground ourselves in presently arisen things, as opposed to getting caught up in thoughts of the future, thoughts of the past, or general mindless chatter. So bring attention to how your body is positioned just the awareness of the body being seated. You have the knowledge of this because if I ask you how the body is positioned, you can naturally and quite easily say that it's seated. So you pay attention to that thought, that thought of how the body is positioned and that's your mindfulness of how the body is.
all day yesterday, you practiced generating kind thoughts for yourself. And as Venerable Jayasara mentioned, this is a very important thing. It will be quite difficult for us to develop kind, benevolent goodwill for others if we can't do so for ourselves. Now, having practiced that yesterday, I'd like us to move forward. What can be helpful in the beginning, especially if one finds it difficult to get those intentions of metta going, the pleasant feelings that arise from metta going, is to extend feelings of intentions of goodwill towards a being for which it is easy to do, a being who is friendly to you, close to you, whom you already have respect for, the thought of whom naturally gives rise to these associated uh, thoughts, thoughts of wishing for their welfare, for their happiness, for their joy, their peace, their contentment. This can be useful for jump-starting these intentions of metta, just like pulling out the choke on an engine at a cold start. It can help get things running. So you can think about any particular being, person, animal, whatever, who you feel this way towards, and keeping the thought of them in your mind you can repeat some words mentally in order to get these intentions strengthened and going. Any words that work for you are fine, but the ones that I will provide are as such. <coughs> May this being be well, contented, and peaceful. You keep the thought of this being in your mind, mentally repeating these words, not for the sake of a mantra, but in order so that you can get these <coughs> volitions going and working in your mind. So may this being be well, contented, and peaceful.
having dwelled on that for some time, <coughs> hopefully you'll find that you naturally have thoughts of goodwill, compassion, appreciative joy arising for this particular person. We can use this, having kind of gotten things jump-started, in order to also extend these similar feelings towards those we feel the opposite way, those who we dislike, those who are perhaps mean, cruel, or otherwise have do something that we have aversion towards. Someone asked yesterday why we should bother extending these kinds of thoughts towards such a person. We'll speak more about that in the Dhamma talk this afternoon, but what it boils down to is so that we can be peaceful. We extend these feelings towards such people so that we and be peaceful ourselves. This is important for progressing in our practice so that every time someone says something we don't like or does something we don't like, our minds don't get so caught up in it and halt our progress. Whilst extending these feelings towards such a person, we have to really keep the reasons and motivations for doing so in mind. Otherwise the mind will either become disinterested in doing so, or it may lapse into thoughts of anger instead. And that's obviously defeating the purpose. One reflection that we can think of in addition to doing so in order to benefit ourselves is thinking about why people do what they do by understanding the nature of the actions of unskillful people, hostile people, what have you, we can come to, instead of having a snap judgment of anger, have a compassion that's rooted in understanding. What you'll find broadly is that people do things because they're seeking pleasure and avoiding pain. Unfortunately, sometimes people, ourselves included, go about that in the wrong way. In seeking pleasure, they do unskillful things, rooted in greed, rooted in hatred, rooted in jealousy, rooted in thoughts of harming, stepping on others to elevate themselves in some way. All beings, except those who are fully enlightened, are really slaves to this cycle. And by seeing this both in ourselves and both in anyone else, there can arise <coughs> compassion. Compassion seeing that this being, whatever they might be doing, is doing so out of a wish for their own happiness. In fact, it's a tragic thing that they're going about it in unwholesome, unskillful ways. So reflecting in this kind of way, we can think about a person who we have ill feelings towards. 
or even just someone who rubs us the wrong way. It doesn't have to be your arch nemesis or anything like that, just anyone who inspires some kind of annoyance or aversion in your mind. And with these reasons and motivations backing you up, you can do the same thing. Keep the thought of this person in mind and mentally repeat, may this person be well, contented, and peaceful. May this person be well, contented, and peaceful. If you find yourself unable to stay above the surface of the water, i.e. you're getting caught up in anger, even whilst trying to extend metta towards this person, then it's perfectly acceptable to take a retreat and step back. Changing our perceptions of people in these ways takes time and repetition. It's not going to be a one-sitting kind of revelation. We can either go back to having thoughts towards a friendly person or just skip that step entirely and move on towards all beings. What we're trying to do in this practice is not get attached to those we like and foster aversion towards those we dislike, but rather bring everything into the middle into the center, balancing between 
passionate clinging towards those we like and passionate hatred towards those we dislike. <clears throat> but instead, having an equanimous mind towards all beings that has just the natural neutral wish of goodwill towards them without getting caught up in whether they will become happy, contented, and peaceful or not. We have limited control over that. Whether a being is well, contented, and peaceful is something that they have to do with their own effort. Likewise, we have to cultivate these feelings for our own benefit and for our own effort. Nevertheless, hoping, but without clinging, that they will come to understand how to actually become well, contented, and peaceful. And we, of course, can have that wish for ourselves as well. So then, we think about beings. The thought of a being, what constitutes a being in our mind. We have an experience of some living thing and there are certain traits and characteristics that have us identify it as a being as opposed to a rock or a piece of wood or something like that that's inanimate. You can essentially think of how that being is constituent, is composed of things like their form, their feelings, their perceptions, their intentions, their consciousness how that being has those individual things. That's what constitutes the being, the creature. And by training our minds in this kind of way, we, we create that association over time. When there is a being, we have the attitude of metta towards them. We move to this general level of being, not a particular being who we like, dislike, but all beings in general, we have these, extend these feelings towards. So thinking about what would constitute a being and thinking of the massive array of different kinds of beings, how many there could possibly be, an almost infinite number we could say we develop the intention in the same way. May all beings be well, contented, and peaceful. May all beings be well, contented, and peaceful.
Now at this time, those who have signed up to have interviews with Bhante Gunratna may proceed to the dining hall area and have their one-on-one -on -one interviews. Everyone else can remain in practice, whether you want to do sitting, standing, walking. Every Cultivating metta is the same no matter how the body is positioned. Or if you want to do walking meditation outside, that's perfectly fine as well. But just continue with any of these steps, whatever one you feel that you need to do, that you feel ready to do for the next about hour, hour and a half or so.